Today, we are not wearing dogs. Woof, woof. It's not your father's <laughs> movies. Woof, woof. Oh, that was rough. So, I am Vito, and I'm joined by... Mike. And... And I'm Jesse, and we are the Dad Fathers coming at you with some big dog energy. Big dog energy today, everyone, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, because today, of course, we are covering 101 Dalmatians, both the both the original from 1961 and the remake titled 101 Dalmatians from 1996. Um, the original was le- directed by uh, Clyde Geronimi, Hamilton Lusky, Wolfgang Reitherman. Um, it was Disney's 17th animated feature film, and both of these were based off the book by Dodie Smith, um, which was published just a few years prior to that release. Um so this is kind of where Disney, it's, it's a little bit of a fallow period, I guess, in terms of financials, but in the way that we remember this, it's actually in what we know is like the golden age of Disney. Um, the year prior, had they had just released uh, Sleeping Beauty, which while it had not done as well as they'd wanted it to, is now just remembered as just one of the most uh, iconic films um, they ever have released and has spawned multiple sequels um, as well as sidequels with Maleficent. Would you call that a side quill, Mike? I'd call it a, a side quill. Yeah. Je- Jesse, uh, weigh in. A poop quill. A poop quill. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really need to be there, but somebody shat it out anyway. <laughs> there it is. It, it exists now for many, many adoring people to watch, including its sequel. Um, weird. So uh, the the talent, though, behind 101 Dalmatians in this golden age. Uh, so Clyde Geronimi um, is... Uh, uh, as an assistant director, co-director, I'm not really sure how these things play out officially of um, Bambi, The Three Caballeros, Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, and Sleeping Beauty, Hamilton Lusky, uh, Pinocchio, Fantasia, Cinderella, Melody Time, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Lady and the Tramp, and he was also the director of animation on Mary Poppins. Um, oh. And then Wolfgang Reitherman, who I imagine was just a younger man than the other two, um, really made his bones with uh, Sword in the Stone, Jungle Book, Aristocats, Robin Hood, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, and The Rescuers. Oh, The Rescuers. Yeah. The uh, the most like aggressively unfriendly family movie. <laughs> <laughs> the unfamily movie. Yes. Yes. It's literally about how she doesn't have a family and everyone is trying to it like hates her yeah. all the time. Poor Penny. Um, but it it the original stars uh, Rod Taylor, legendary screen actor as Pongo. Uh, Kate Bauer. Betty Lou Gerson as our Cruella de Vil, um, Ben Wright, and Lisa Davis. It was written by a man named Bill Pete, who is also in the same category as, as the directors, has just have been having been on like tons of Disney stuff. Um, uh, and then the uh, remake, which came at us in 1996, was directed by Stephen Herrick. Um, really pretty well-known director in the 80s and 90s. Now he's more of a TV guy, but he, he brought us Critters, one of my favorites, um, and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, The Mighty Ducks, Mr. Holland's Opus, and Rockstar. So that's a pretty impressive career. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot There's a lot in there. That's yeah, a very G- 90s career. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 He, he He's mostly now known, like I said, for for doing a lot of TV shows. Um, like a, he, he was a big guy. He, I think he directed 11 episodes of the new MacGyver show. Oh, really? Out. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it was written. Throwback. Yeah, it's a throwback guy. Yeah, I think okay. now, because I mean, okay. he's got to be yeah. in his 50s or 60s now. Yeah. Um, but uh, written by the legendary John Hughes. I don't really know if he needs much introduction. 
I think we've all seen it. John Hughes. Hughes. (laughs) Jonathan Hughes? Uh, No, just Is that short for James? No, no, not not, not in this sense, or really any sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Yeah, Jesse, you ever met a John that's like, oh, my name's James? Never, never, never in a million years have I heard that, but... um, I I know a Jake whose name is John. You you know a Jake whose name John? Yeah. Did did you tell him his nickname's wrong? Yes, and, and, <laughs> and we're not friends anymore. <laughs> it's weird. People do weird things with names. Who knows? You know. <laughs> I say this because my name's Vito. Like I have the weirdest name. Here. Um, but it was written by John Hughes, legendary uh, '80s uh, director and writer, um, known for classifying a generation, um, whether they wanted to or not. And then uh, it stars uh, Glenn Close, Jeff Daniels, Jolie Richardson, Joan Plowright, Hugh Laurie, and Mark Williams. So this is all of our housekeeping here. We sort of know the stakes. These are both uh, kind of, at least for the 1961 version, maybe it was star-studded then. I don't know if people really paid attention to who directed animated films, if they cared. But now looking at it, it's like, oh, I can see the animation style. I can see how this movie moves. It's really familiar to me. Oh, Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I kept thinking of um, of Lady and the Tramp with it all the time. And there's even like scenes where the scene, the the bark, what's it called? The Twilight Bark. The Twilight Bark. Yeah, the Twilight Bark. Mm, yeah. They cut in. You see Lady. You see um, you see uh, the Scotty dog from mm-hmm. or uh, what's his name? Scotty. Scotty. <laughs> Scotty from from Lady and the Tramp. They like cut in a, a bunch of those a uh, bunch of those dogs from, from that movie. They must have been um, like early models because Lady yeah. and the Tramp came afterwards. No, it came first. Didn't it did. It? I think it came first. I looked it up. Jesse. Jesse. But I could have looked it up. Tiebreaker. Wrong. Which came first? By the way, uh, people looking up stuff on the internet is always really entertaining audio. Okay. Uh, Lady and the Tramp came first. Oh, yeah. see, was right. I was right. You were right. I was right. I, right. I did my research. You did. Good job. I did. Clearly. Yeah. Lady and the Tramp came out in 1955. That early. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, anyway, um, so usually uh, at this point, now that I've done all the boring name reading, which no one else really cares about, uh, now we go to Jesse. And Jesse, what is 101 Dalmatians about? Uh, it cannot be about 101 Dalmatians? Uh, it surprisingly is. So 1001 Dalmatians is about Corella DeVille, who wants to kidnap uh, all these puppies so that way she can wear them. So she goes and hires some people to kidnap them. And the puppies are saved by uh, some other animals. And that basically sums up both movies. It's really not yeah. that complicated. <laughs> um, with some, the premise of wanting to wear puppies is a little bit weird, but it, once you take that up, it's it's good to go. But she worships furs. She adores furs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Doesn't look good in linen. Oh, but I love fur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I guess both movies are kind of separated by well, like. There's some like timely differences, I guess, like Roger is a musician in the old one and a video game programmer in the new one. And there's a little more, slightly more about their love story in the new live action one about how him and the girl wind up together. Um, and then there's more about Corella DeVille and how she runs a business in the live action version. And, uh, but yeah, they both have this sequence of sort of like setting up the couple, getting together, then Corella entering the, entering the picture, kidnapping, and then uh, the Twilight Bark, where there's a message sent out. 
And then the the parents go and save all the puppies and bring them back home. And right. yeah, they, they have like the same exact sort of arc for both movies. And that's so, about- so here. Here, I'd like to sort of um, interject, you know, it's a really wonderful summary, but I'd like to, to tell you my daughter's review of 101 Dumb I would love to hear your daughter's um, review. She said, she said there were puppies and then there were men and then there were many puppies and many, many puppies <laughs> and they went home. <laughs> there you go. That's it. So, she should, she should write movies. I, I, think, I think she could, I mean, we should just have her on oh, here. Wow. We'd be like, Hey, what's 101 Dalmatians about? Well, there was puppies. And then there were many, many puppies. <laughs> oh, that's a great review. 10,001 Dalmatians. Exactly. It honestly looks like there's, there's a million puppies. Um, all right. Well, I guess I'll start things off. Cause I, I think I have the, the shortest thing to say about nostalgia. Um, in terms of the animated one, anyway, um, I I have seen this animated film prior in when I was a kid. At some point, I had no attachment to it at all um, because my love for this movie came when I went to go see 101 Dalmatians in theaters in 1996 when I was a very small child. And then I bought the movie, or you know, I bought the movie. My parents bought the movie. I didn't have money when I was four, <laughs> um, but I proceeded to watch. I was just a huge Home Alone fan at the time. I watched oh, yeah. all the Home Alones and this just fit right in. And I remember watching those three Home Alones and this one just all the time. And I actually liked this one a little bit more because I thought that Cruella was both scary and funny. And it was, she was just so magnetic and and had so much charisma. You know, every time Glenn Close is on screen, she's just she's eating all the scenery that she can find. Um Yeah. And actually watching it now as an adult, I realized this is why I love The Devil Wears Prada so much. (laughs) Because (laughs) I just, I really love high powered fashion lady who doesn't give a F about anybody that just screams at people. This is why you, you love Cinderella's evil stepmother. This is Uh, why. Because, because you have a thing for close in 101 Dalmatians. I I think, I I think when it comes to watching stuff on screen, um, a high powered woman who deals out death threats along with insults with the ease of breathing <laughs> is one of the most fun things I can ever see. It is. It is one of the most fun things you can see for sure. So this is a, uh, this, this movie is one that I've seen the, the remake is one I've seen a thousand and one times. Um, I, I, I wore out the tape and watching it again, was just like taking a, a nice hot bath. I was like, Oh yeah, I know all these scenes. I know all these lines. That's awesome. Um, so I loved it very much. What, what did you think, Jesse? Yeah, so I first watched 100,001 Dalmatians when I was really <laughs> young. Um, I saw the cartoon. <laughs> this is going to keep going up. <laughs> I love 1,001 Dalmatians. It's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, that's that's what I said, right? A million and one Dalmatians? <laughs> yes. Ten billion yes, and... It- and- one. Yes, it's, it's yeah. one Bezos and one Dalmatians. <laughs> That's right, anyway, like I was saying, so 10 million one Dalmatians, I first watched it when I was like five. <laughs> <laughs> 10 Bezos and one Dalmatians. Come on, we can cut down on, on, on the... On oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm laughing at my own stupidity. Sorry, I got it wrong. It's a hundred million and one Dalmatian. That's oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, no, but he went down. That, why did we lose nine hundred million Dalmatians? No, he went to a hundred million and one. But I thought I don't that know what you're talking about. I'm just talking about. I'm just talking about a billion and one Dalmatians. <laughs> a billion and one Dalmatians. That's right. 
Okay. That, that'll be so the inevitable watch- sequel when like 50. It's just a billion and one Dalmatians. <laughs> <laughs> Planet Dalmatian. When they can like just clone stuff immediately. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, Ooh, it's a cloak, it's a cloak that'll coat the world. But if you can, if, if you can just clone Dalmatians really quickly, yeah. like there's not really an issue with making a coat out of them, is there? Just because there's an abundance of human life doesn't mean you can harvest <laughs> as much of it as you want, Mike, you sicko. Well, hold on. I don't know. I mean, I feel like like maybe there is. Maybe you can. What, what no, Jesse? They'll just you have to be, object to this. They'll just be dead when you clone them. So you won't have to kill them. Yeah. They, perfect. Okay. okay. That's better? <laughs> I guess? <laughs> We're going to clone dead puppies? I you, mean, guys, you guys are sick. You only kill one puppy. This is this is going in a dark direction. What are you doing? What is happening to this podcast? I wanted to talk about the <laughs> beloved family favorite, 101 Dalmatians, and my personal sweet memories about it. And you guys are theorizing about cloning dead tissue. Jesse's the one who started it all. <laughs> no, he wasn't. It was you. I mean, you know, tomato, tomato. Yes. Jesse, tell me about I your mean, nostalgia with 100 puppy killer. million... Or whatever uh, puppies. Okay. So 10 billion and one Dalmatians. Is <laughs> 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 about is about the closest I can get to like that movie that I watched as a kid and never watched again. You know how there are some of those movies. I think we all have them. Uh, but this is definitely one. Never watched it after I was like 12, I think. I, then, I'm the same way with the live action one. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I watched the live action one when I was, yeah, I think when it first came out when I was like six or whatever. Um, yeah. So with the cartoon, I had a, like, we never owned it, but I saw it at friends' houses and we rented it from Blockbuster a lot and I always really liked it. Um, it was always just one of those enjoyable movies I always knew I'd like as soon as it was on. And then I didn't even watch it again until a couple months ago. I showed it to my daughter and we were having oh, a really, yeah, we're having a really hard time trying to get her to watch movies. And this was one of the few that she would watch. And we sat down as a family movie and I didn't expect to enjoy this, but I really did. Um, it was, it was just something so relatable that we could both watch because it's about parents and both me as a parent and her as a kid understand the need to get your kids back after they've been kidnapped. Sure. Like it's such a straightforward plot where everybody understands why every character is doing what they're doing and why they're doing it with such urgency and why Corella DeVille is a terrible villain. It's because she, uh, she's almost like a demon. She comes in, swoops kids up and takes them away. Um, I mean, I mean, she's literally like driving, you know, one of the scariest cars I could ever imagine. Yeah. And her eyes are bugged out. She's always followed by like sulfur. Yeah. <laughs> her high heels are like hooves. She's or she's almost like an arachnid. If you she know, doesn't the way scare she's you, man, no evil thing will. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No evil thing will. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, and it was just such an engaging story. Watching the kids like come back from the little mansion. And then like watching as they're hiding uh, Vito and I were talking right before the podcast and noting that has like a world war two kind of vibe yeah. where it's yes. like they're trying to hide from Nazis. Basically it really does carry that sort of thrill you get from, from watching a war movie. Um, so that that's where I'm at with a hundred and 
billion and one Dalmatians. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep um, that multiplier going. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta keep it going up. But with a trillion and one Dalmatians, the live action version. Um, you you watched, watch what you say, boy. Uh, I watched it when I was younger. Um, I think we rented it a couple times. I watched it. Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, Jesse, Jesse, hang it. on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting a I'm getting a, a note from my secretary here. Yeah. Hang on. It's coming through. Um, she's actually pulling up some old pictures. Uh, looks like from Entertainment Weekly, circa two thousand. Um, that looks like a little Jesse on a red carpet. What's? Hang on. I'm sorry. The image is, is still loading. <laughs> I'm scrolling through here. It, it's a red carpet premiere of one hundred and two Dalmatians, also starring Glenn Close, and that—that's Jesse. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Might you Jesse, see Jesse? There he is. It's Jesse. Glenn Close is Jesse. holding up. Jesse Moore. He's fully bearded too, which is really <laughs> you know? weird. I'm a little off put by it, but honestly, he's so cute. She's, he is. She's looking at the beard kind of suspiciously as if she imagines <laughs> she some sort of she future, should. some sort of like fashionista accessory that can be made out yeah. of this child's beard. Yeah. Yeah. She seems interested in, in that possibility. I, you know, I, I'm creeped out by these images. I thank you for sending them to me, Sherry. I really appreciate it. I'm, Jesse, how do you respond to these images of you at a okay. red carpet premiere? First off, first off, Glenn Close does come to my window some night and just stare at me. More specifically, <laughs> my beard. So, How much um, do you pay her for that? I feel like that would be an expensive service. That's an expensive stare. I've never me. paid her a cent. She just does it. Lucky. She, turns she like usually holds a razor. <laughs> <laughs> that's extra. You're included. Dude. That's a VIP package. Is it a straight razor? No. It's just the same razor? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> is, it like a, is it at least like a Gillette Pro Glide three blader, or are we talking like this is the single blade you get when you get, like get checked into rehab? Yeah. Like, it's what are that, we talking? But curvy. They give you a single blade. But curvy. <laughs> what? Black <laughs> Clones has a thing. I don't know. I don't know what to say. She's weird, man. He wants to get She's too close to me. <laughs> but but please respond to these <laughs> allegations of you being at this red carpet premiere. Yeah, so I went to the red carpet premiere of 102 Dalmatians. We were sitting in the balcony. I knew somebody that worked for Disney, and I was a kid, and I was friends with her son, and she's just like, all right, we're going to go to 102 Dalmatians, and I saw it before anybody else did, and it was fun. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Did 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 they ask you uh, what you felt about the villain, and did you say, it's not hatred that makes the villain, it's the desire to annihilate? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I wish honestly I don't think anything about 102 Dalmatians. That movie has completely left my mind. It, it was it's really forgettable. I just remember there was a puppy that didn't have spots, and he gets a spot at the end. But his name is Spot. Oh, that is Ironic. I'm suddenly like <laughs> remembering things. Good, good. Wow, that's so long. That's right. it. I, I just also remember that there's a puppy named Spot. I have nothing more to add to this. So there was there's an albino puppy named Spot. Yeah, funny. I mean, that's a good way to teach kids irony, yeah. right? Yeah. Isn't it funny? Just like how I will always say that you're very smart. Wait, I don't get it. <laughs> that is ironic. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, it is. Um, so that was too mean. We saw. So I saw ten trillion and one Dalmatians. You know, earlier in life. It was it was around, and then I saw it again for the first time a few days ago, and I thought it was super boring. I have like no connection to this movie, which oh, is really no really surprising. <clears throat> it's surprising because I love huh. John Hughes. I I love just about all of his movies, especially Home Alone. 
that's one of the classics that I grew up on. Not Home Alone 3 as much, but I do like Home Alone 1, Home Alone 2. That's a future episode, everybody. The Home Alone trilogy (laughs) is coming. It's Uh, happening, baby. It's happening. And guess who loves the third one? Uh, Anyway. (laughs) I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. You always love the second and third one. That's the worst of everything. (laughs) Okay. So Vito's favorite Godfather is the third one, everybody, just so you know. Don't say that. I'm gonna say I, I will never time. be able to scrub that from the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be on there. Yeah, oh. I don't I don't really know what else to say about this movie other than like I, I watched it, I was bored. Some oh. of it some of it is oh. funny, but I just felt like it was too all over the place. Like it just had the nineties super super kitschy rom com at first where they get married the next day. It was... I love the. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the proposal scene was really funny. Would you like that some part... more marriage? I mean, tea. <laughs> Would then, you like some more tea? And then she's like, "Did did you mean tea?" And he's like, "Yes, I meant tea." And then she's like, "Will you ask me?" And he's like, "Would you like some tea?" <laughs> and then and then immediately, uh, I guess I guess I I I did it wrong when I was dating about asking yeah. women things. I should have just asked if they wanted tea. Yeah. Because that led immediately to apparently sex, yeah, and then marriage instantly, yeah, just it like was amazing. You know what's the returns on thinking this? thinking about like my relationship with my wife? Yeah, um, tea is is she's always she always likes tea. Um, Are we saying the ultimate aphrodisiac <laughs> is like? Would you love some chamomile tea? With I go, I put some honey. Here's a sliver of lemon. Well, not necessarily, but it's just like, hey, honey, you know, can I go hang out with the guys? And yeah. she's like. Well, we've got to like do stuff, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, do you want some tea?" And then I ask, "Can I go hang out with the guys?" And she's like, "Yeah, absolutely." <laughs> tea, tea, tea. Get to what you want. Tea. <laughs> Who knew about that? Well, Jesse, I'm really sorry to hear that uh, you did not respond positively to this remake. Uh, I, I, that's really a bummer. I, I just oh. think this is just such a showcase for Glenn Close. And I, I'm sorry to hear that you didn't even respond to that. Just her um, actively. It, just imagine Glenn Close as a wood chipper, and this movie is the wood, and she just destroys this movie. Like she, <laughs> she is so far above everyone else. I love these images. I don't. Getting. I don't even understand. Like they hand her the script, and she goes, "So I'm going to go to eleven on everything." Yeah. And they said, "Yeah, that's great, fun, cool. Uh, you just came off a of Fatal Attraction. That's I." I do whatever you want. Um, well, I'm sorry to hear it. Any any redeeming qualities, Jesse? Uh, Jeff Daniels is is funny. Uh, Didn't even say Glenn Close funny. first. And then, and Glenn Close is she's she's good. She she's all right. Uh, How is there a question but, mark? She's all right. Yeah, she is the movie. She's just all right. She is the movie. Right. Without yeah. her, this sucks. I I. Yeah, I don't lie. This is basically 101 Glenn Closes. Um, mm-hmm. Like, without that, <laughs> the movie disappears because all we have left is, like, a a dog infiltration scene in the mansion and then mm. a, a really a really silly rom-com that belongs more on the Hallmark channel than in a movie. Wow! Dang, that's a scathing, scathing so, review. So, with that, with that, like wow. cripplingly burnt review coming right. at you, it's coming at you on a plate, Mike. All right, what are you going to do yeah, this Mike, burnt I... dish to make it look better? <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about um, my my nostalgia here. Um, I I haven't thought about 101 Dalmatians since 
probably around 1996-ish. Uh, well, no, probably around 2000. Well, since I was 10, probably. I haven't thought okay. about these movies since in 20 years. So 1990 um, is about. And so I sat down to watch 101 Dalmatians and I didn't like, I didn't think I had any anything from it. Every single scene, I was like, oh my gosh, that scene. Oh my gosh, that scene. <laughs> I remembered yeah. everything in that movie without remembering the movie at all. Wow. Um, That's it cool. was amazing. It was like this walk into this part of my memory that I haven't been in in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's walking a lot in, like walking more. into Hell Hall for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, seriously. And the Twilight Bark. I haven't thought about that in 20 years. I mean, who has? Yeah. Um, the. You know the old, uh, the old dog, the old sheep dog, yeah, the, the colonel, colonel, and yeah. uh, his his military, yes, and Sergeant the cat Tim's who there. saves them. I mean, Sergeant Tibbs, yeah, 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 Sergeant Tibbs, he's amazing. Um, so it was just a blast and a half to watch it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Um, and then uh, 101 Dalmatians from '96 was also. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I also, I mean, there's, I, I feel like there's several things in it that I could take issue with it. I mean, kind of the biggest one is like, why is there a video game maker in England? I mean, did they have a really thriving with video game With an American accent? Yeah. Yeah. Well, with I mean, an American I, accent. I think he's clearly American. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't. This is like your criticism of Parasite yep. being about the trash. <laughs> like, hey, man, I, I kind of don't understand con- what you're talking about. I need continuity in my films, man. <laughs> uh, you know, you could have picked a lot of things. You could have picked an artist. You could have picked a, a musician. I mean, you I, know. I mean, it's there in the text. But yeah. I, I, I liked the video game thing because I remember specifically in 1996 being a four-year-old. Um, it Video games were really on the rise. I mean, yeah. PlayStation 1 is, is either here or coming very, very soon. I think that maybe that dropped to 97. Um, someone will correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, but video games are really, really on the brain. And I think that that was a really smart move by them. And I really like yeah. the way that they, they showed the video games and they animated them very well, because even now watching mm-hmm. it, I'm watching that and I'm going, that gives me so much nostalgia for like yeah. point and click adventures. Yeah. I remember those. Those yeah. were great. Yeah. No, for sure. And, and that I mostly just said that to annoy you. I know you did. Uh, yeah. You did. Which, which oh, is but... mostly where my joy comes from these days. Oh, no, no. Jesse, Jesse okay, also no. has issue with it. <laughs> I, I have a massive issue with that because, like, it's a mixture of a point and click and, like, a platformer, like, hack and slash game. Like, I'm not sure what this game is. And even when I was younger, I was, like, four or six or whatever, I looked at it and said, huh, I've never <laughs> seen any video game like that. Like, this is, like, a really... This is like a cheesy movie's interpretation of what a video game is that looks nothing like a video game to me. That that is true. And there's also like the the really like, like the really bad like MIDI file music. Yes. Yeah. Um, so good. And yeah. I love I, I guess like I, I grew it's like, up. Hello, fellow children. It's like a boomer talking about TikTok, you know, (laughs) or me talking about TikTok. I saw, um, but I like, I grew up playing like the Hercules video game. Oh, you guys remember that one? No. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember Jesse? That's right. (laughs) Um, That's really what the video games were at the time, right? You just sort of scrolled left and right. It was very 2D unless you had an N64 or a PlayStation and then you get some 3D environments, but then you're just like playing Resident Evil and you shouldn't be and your mom's mad at you. Um, (laughs) But when I saw this, this game, that actually, I actually felt spoken to a little bit because oh, really? I was the same. I was a little bit younger than the kid that they they show the game to in the movie. Mm. Um, and I, I really remember being like, that's a job I want. 
Yeah. I would love it if I would come and play your game and then tell you what I thought about it. So I was really good at video games yeah. because oh, I was yeah. a kid and I play video games <laughs> and kids are great at games. Um, so I, I, I see your criticism and I, yeah. and I dismiss it sort of out of hand. Okay. Well, um, I don't, well, I mean, that's fair, <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but you cannot refuse that I have dismissed it. Sure. Yeah. It, you, you are okay with this subpar movie. No, 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 oh. no. I, I don't I don't feel anywhere nearly as ambivalent towards it as Jesse does, um, which is kind of a funny statement. But um, yeah, it's weird. but uh, no, the I, I thought it was a ton of fun. I really enjoyed the silly rom-com 30 minutes that we get in the beginning. Pongo! <laughs> and it's, it's so 90s and it's like you know the dog's like pulling him down the street and you know it's, oh it's a... and he like tries to brake and then there's like smoke yeah. from the brakes on his bike because he's going so fast <laughs> and everyone's like running to get out of the way he goes through traffic it's like this is ridiculous this isn't ever happening in any world um, yeah and, and also he... also when, when she hits him with oh, her yeah. purse and it's full of bricks it's actually full of bricks it's so <laughs> so he's coming out of like he's two years off of um dumb and dumber yes so it's definitely like oh okay i get it like, like we know jeff daniels yeah. we know jeff yeah. daniels he's he's dumb and dumber. is I'm he dumb get... or is he dumber uh he's think, dumb. He's, he's dumb. dumb. Jeff, yeah. Jim Carrey's dumb. Jim, yeah. Jim Carrey's way dumber. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna um, have to do a whole podcast about that because I'm pretty sure it's the other way around. Oh, oh dude. Takes. Holy shit. And as All usual, right. I'm a little less ambivalent. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little look, more. Look, Jesse, Jesse and I will fight it out, and uh, you can just weigh in when you feel like it. I'll I'll that. just try to say whatever pisses either of you off more. Yeah, that sounds great. That go. sounds great. It'll um, piss me off. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that was fun. And then and then, you know, 30 minutes in, it becomes home alone, but with puppies. And that's also a lot of fun. Also, someone in here gets tarred and feathered. Yes. Again. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Like yeah. John Hughes, when it, when it comes to the traps and stuff, yeah. he actually has like a pretty he's really great about getting people into traps. He is not great about what the traps are. He's like, <laughs> look, what's what's bad? Getting electrocuted, getting burnt, uh slipping. And tarring feathering. Yes. So I'm just going to have all of those. It's always going to be slipping into tar and then being feathered or like getting electrocuted and then falling. Well, they're also like visceral. Like you, yes. you feel it. You're like, oh, yeah, that would hurt really badly. Watching yeah. Glenn Close thrash around in tar and then come up and there's that, like that air bubble that expands over I, her face. I think it's molasses. I think it's molasses. Yeah, it's not tar. Okay. But when, when, she, when but, she's, when she's yeah. thrashing around, yeah. it's yeah. so thick. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's great. And then she's wearing all the fur. You're going, yeah. I know what that feels like. And yeah. that would be the worst thing in the world. It was just like it a wasn't... horror vibe in this movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, like that Skinner. Gave it a vibe. Well, it was like, it, it, I don't think it was funny anymore. It, when oh. she fell in, I was like, okay, that's, that's awful. <laughs> and then right <laughs> after that, right after that, she falls <clears throat> in poop. Yes. A huge field of just, <clears throat> straight poop and then after that she's sprayed by the skunk and it's kind of like i are i don't like i love john hughes and i love his comedy but i don't think he thought that order through you get sprayed by the skunk first that's the first thing that happens <laughs> main main criticism being the order of punishment, the, that the order the order punishment murderer undergoes. yeah that would have been funnier it's not at a certain point like if you're falling completely in molasses and it already looks like poop anyway like 
what's the difference between doing that I, and then I don't think they wanted the cross contamination of the poop in the molasses. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, because it's a working molasses farm. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, they, they, it, got, they, it got a lot of. Um, they use, raised the molasses yeah. from a young molasses. <laughs> it reaches maturity in the pot, and now you have a molasses. Um, you don't want to contaminate that with poop. It was actually like the earliest product placement that yes. that's known to man. Yeah, um, was that molasses farm? It's a famous. I'm making this up. It's, well, no you idea. could have kept it going. But <laughs> um, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Yes, but but yes. the scene, <clears throat> the scene where the puppies go down the chute, that is stamped on my memory like nothing else. I don't know why that scene, but but that like the whole the whole the whole moment from from when they start sliding down to the point where um, where uh, what's his name the uh, Jasper. Yes. Um, yeah. The Weasley dad, Mister Weasley, Hugh Laurie. No, no, not Hugh Laurie. The other one, yeah, Horace. the short one, the short one. Yes, yeah. Mr. Mr. Weasley. Mr. Weasley. Mr. Weasley, uh, when he uh, when he like freezes in the ice, and you're like, oh, is, is he dead? <clears throat> like, I think he's dead. Yeah. I really thought he was dead there. Yeah, watching it this time around, I, I, I thought he was never going to come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's it. This is all like all <clears throat> fun memories. That's great. I agree. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we have ended on a uh, on a good two three split. It feels nice to be on a majority side for once. Um, that feels good. That feels good. It's How does it feel out there in the cold, Jesse? <laughs> I hope you step in some poop. I would rather be here than over there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you like I'm glad you like poop so much. All right. Well, uh, Mike. Um, so now that we've gone over all of our, our our memories of this movie and we've we've fought, you know, in a fairly friendly way. I mean. I took a lot of things to heart. Uh, I'll share that off mic. Um, but here we're at the crossroads where we talk about maybe some of our favorite lines. You got some oh, good yeah. lines for us? Well, my personal favorite, I think, of all of them, um, and there's a lot of really good lines in here, is uh, when, um, when, what's the, what's the woman's name? What's the? Anita. 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 When she's, uh, yeah. when she, you know, Cruella Deville has like seen her puppy outfit and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with it. Spots. In uh, this is in in the uh, the '96 version, of course. Yeah, the she best brings lines. her to the office and and uh, her person, her uh, servant, her butler, personal assistant. Yeah. Um, He's clearly a butler. He's like, what kind of a sycophant are you? She says to him. And he says, well, what kind of a sycophant would you want me to be? This <laughs> 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 is great. It's great. funny. Uh, I think I think one of my, my favorite one is when. Um, it's in that same scene, but they're talking about, uh, you know, Glenn Close as Cruella is, is saying to Anita, who's so talented and is drawing all this stuff. And she goes, um, you know, it's, you know, I don't see you socially, do I? Well, it's only a matter of time before, you know, my competitors sniff out your obvious talent. Um, and she goes, well, you know, I never leave the company uh, for money. She goes, oh, what would you leave it for? Like, oh, you know, I might start a family, you know, <laughs> marriage is Glenn Close's <laughs> sort of like response. And Glenn Close says, more women have been lost to marriage than to war, famine, disease, and disaster. <laughs> and I think this is what a killer line. Like, it's true, number one, I think, um, if we're talking about pure productivity and an output mm. in the workplace. Um, but also, it's just so pithy and fast. War, famine, disease, disaster. Bam! Like, it's in your face. And Glenn Close delivers it with just such a vindictive sort of offhand throw oh yeah it's it's really great um yeah. I, i've rewatched it's like scene. under her, it's almost under her breath yes like she's she's quietly like Ugh. it's these things like and, and like 
she detests marriage more than she detests war, famine, disease, and disaster. <laughs> um, um, nice. All right. Well, do you have anything to add about about this this part of the discussion? Anyway, I mean, we just got sidetracked I, off our lines, but I, I yeah, I think this discussion is deader than all the women that were lost <laughs> to famine, war. And <laughs> We've been talking about death a lot. Guys. <laughs> well, it's a movie about dead, puppy murder, dead puppies, dead people. It's a which, movie about about skinning puppies. Which brings me to my favorite line, which is from the cartoon. It's just when. Jasper and Horace get up from the couch and he leans back and he's like, all right, Jasper, I'll pop them off if you do the skinning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, you don't, Horace. I'll pop them off and you do the skinning. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when I was younger, I didn't quite get it. I didn't quite get why that was a contention in their relationship. And now, but when I saw this time, you know, images flash through my head. <laughs> like I would, I would so much rather be the murderer of the puppies than the skinner of the puppies. Like yep. a thousand percent. Oh yeah, be so terrible. It'd be awful. You can never forget that. No, like, no matter the, what the night think. that I they personally killed or and or skinned one hundred and million Dalmatians, <laughs> one trillion Bezos Dalmatians. Exactly. And one 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 trillion Bezos Dalmatians. Um, that would be awful. Oh, did man. you realize that uh, that Horace? The tall one yeah. in the old one. He's like an alcoholic, like a raging alcoholic. He's yeah. just constantly like drinking. Yes. Like oh, crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's wild. And the other one is like, hey, I'm eating a dry ass sandwich. Could I get some of that wine? And he goes, no, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> like I need all of this and more. You're going to go to the store later and get me some because I'm not going to be able to drive. It's going to be gonna really ask. embarrassing at 1 a.m. when you have to go get some dirt cheap two buck chuck. Yeah. All right, so just yeah. be prepared for that. It's gonna be a jug at that point. It's gonna yeah. be Gaio or something. Some Carlos, Carlos Rossi. Carlos Rossi. <laughs> um, dude, the scene uh, where where he is uh, where he ashes with his big cigar on the bread the, under the bread. Oh. Talk about like one of the visceral memories like that. I was like, oh my gosh, that's that's that. That's yes. that scene. Oh my gosh, yeah. one of the most disgusting things I've seen in a long time. <laughs> so so bad. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Horace and Jasper are just both so vile. Yes, <laughs> um, but lovable, kind and, of. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had a completely different take, like watching the '96, because like watching the old cartoon, like Horace and Jasper are for me as a dad. Like I am sitting here and I love it every time they're on screen. <laughs> and then Horace and Jasper in the '96, they seem to be more attuned to like, like slapstick bodily humor, like more. Well, not like farts and stuff like that, but you know, just like it just, just yeah, yeah, very, uh, like, they pretty easily fall through. Yeah, there's lots of that, and they seem to be more aimed towards kids. And I thought that sort of like dynamic flipped was kind of interesting. I think it yeah. works. I think it works really well. I think that they, as a two hander of of the the bumbling idiot and the kind of the straight man, um, I thought was really really wonderful. And just that moment when they introduce Skinner and he tells him, you know, number one, do not mention the giant scar on this guy's neck. <laughs> and the first thing he says, oh, look at the size of that scar. <sighs> Bloody, no wonder you can't talk, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It, 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 it's such per- pitch perfect characterization from both of them and the way they sort of hand off that laugh. And then he goes, excuse me for a minute and shuts the door and then punches him out. Yeah. Um, I remember that really vividly as a kid. And then Skinner going like, eh. Uh, yeah, 
really wonderful. And I also like that there is a Skinner character. There's this character that is there that will be the one that's actually like doing the really bad stuff because it lets you like the bad guys a little bit more. Yeah. They're more like bumbling fools and not like sinister entities. Yeah. It lets you laugh a little bit easier when you're with them because you feel a little bit more safety, a little bit more security. Um, mm-hmm. Even when they pick up the nanny and they like stuff her in a closet or whatever, yeah. it feels very, it feels less taunting and menacing than it did in the original. It feels more like, you know, she's getting some good shots in yeah. and they're just stupid. Yeah. Like you want your henchmen to be stupid, not really scary. And Skinner gets to be the one that's like, oh, that's the real bad guy. That guy is awful. It also makes more sense. Like, from a continuity perspective, like why would you have your bumbling henchmen skin the puppies? Like you want to get a professional yeah. skinner. Yeah. yeah. That's why his name is Skin- Which Skinner. Is, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I think I think it makes more sense in the in the new one if you're trying to make Crella Deville. I, I honestly I don't know what to make of Crella Deville in the in the live action version. It's like it's like they're not really explaining why she's the way she is. They're just like trying to put her in more of a realistic s- scenario. I think, I think that sums up Cruella Deville in the in the new one as well as like a little more eccentric, way more eccentric with uh, Glenn Close's uh, I, portrayal of her. And then I honestly the didn't one, like get her in the animated one. But sorry, continue. I interrupted you. Yeah, in the animated one, she's almost like a Joker like character. She comes in out of nowhere. Supposedly, Anita and her were like college friends cool mates like yeah what and that and it creeps you out to think about it but like and they explain absolutely nothing but like my impression of her now is kind of like she's a young heiress who has so much money that she doesn't have to work and she clearly has no idea the way things work but just really wants furs and so she hires the two bumbling idiots Again, having no idea how the real world works, and they're the ones who are stealing everybody and have to um, skin them, which is why they're put up in a shack in the middle of the nowhere and have no idea what to do. So, at least that in my mind is how Krill. Well, well, it's not. It's not a shack. It's, it's it's the Deville estate. Yeah, that you just like flipped my impression of the movies. Like it oh, was really? the reverse. What are you talking about? Where where like the old one? It's like there's no explanation for her. Like no, she's just, just, just is, an old friend. That's, well, that, yeah, that's and, and she's just, like, crazy. Yeah. She has no uh, understanding of how the world works. Yeah, that's She has these I, two, like, bump... Wait, is that what you were saying? Yes. That's the old one. <laughs> Mike's got <laughs> it. Okay. No, I actually really liked the updated version of that character because it really made that character make sense. Um, it, it It's like, oh, and then there's the, there's the news headline, right, earlier in the movie that says, like, the, the rare Siberian tiger was, was yeah. found dead or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you're like, oh, okay. So she runs this, this background sort of black market fur game. Bad day for the animal planet. Exactly. And, it, but it, it, it's like, oh, that's your deal. Like you make all this money over here, but on the side you indulge sort of your crazy fantasies and you're like, oh yeah, that, that tracks with what I know about rich people. Yeah. And this post Epstein world that tracks, I get it. Um, I get that you have these guys on retainer and you're like, Hey, go get those animals, go skin that thing. And then I'll make it into my own thing. And then people are like, hey, how'd you get that? And you go, uh, you probably just scream at them and blow smoke in their faces if you're Krilla Deville. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's That still doesn't make sense, though. Like, why is she really into furs? I guess we don't really need to go into that. That's just weird. And she just is. Why, um, why, is, the jo- why is the Joker a Joker? 
You know, it's it's one of those age old questions. Like, why is the villain? Why is the Riddler obsessed with riddles? Why why is uh, why is the penguin dressed like a penguin? Why do things fall when you drop them? I don't understand. It doesn't matter. All that matters is like it, they got a shtick. They How do magnets thing. work? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why does Maleficent have the hair thing? Are they hair or is it horns? I but didn't see the movie. But this is <laughs> precisely why I like the old one better because they don't try to explain it. They don't. They just briefly meant. They give a few clues and hints as to who she is and what she is and where she might come from. But you have no idea. You're kind of left all on your own to figure out what that might be. Whereas with this new one, it's like they're they're half-assing it, in my opinion. It's like, oh. yeah, yeah, she she runs this black market. And yeah, she's she runs uh she has this company, this fashion company. But you still have no idea why. Uh so it's like, well, why did you go to all this trouble to explain this part to me then? Well, I, it I just think didn't because do she for me. I, I think it's clear like she loves fashion. She loves clothes, like personally. Yes. And she also has this this great love of furs specifically and exotic furs. White and black. Like, I mean, you know, there's a, I remember reading a headline, like there's a, people like weird things with animals. Like there's a place in Florida you can go and you can get like lion or giraffe. Well, um, I mean, I mean, earlier in this, in this, uh, this pandemic, yeah. we watched a whole Netflix show about a guy that was crazy <laughs> about effing tigers. Okay. I mean, people have weird relationships with exotic, with exotic animals. Yeah. Right. I, who isn't I crazy get about that. tiger kings. But I'm not crazy about Tiger Kings. <laughs> but that's all I'm getting. And I got that from the original. So I'm not really getting I, anything. I, did, I didn't get any of that from the original. I, all I got was that she was a psychotic person. Like a, a, like an actual devil. With, with no motivation. And this one, I actually saw like there was a character there. There was something that you could build off of. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I, 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 think that, I think that is unfounded, Jesse. It's, well, I found that character in her. So it is founded. It's there. Well, it's, 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 it's as if nice. it's as if a blind man he walked just out turned... of a, walked out of a mine with a piece of coal that said, "Look, I found gold." It's exactly what this is like. I don't know. He just turned your words on you. It was it was funny. I thought it was better, <laughs> but he was funny. <laughs> Either way, I think we're just gonna have to agree to disagree on this one. I don't think we can get past this. I disagree to agree. Yeah, I don't. Think I don't care do. what you think, Mike. If I could mute your mic, I would. <laughs> you can't mute this mic. I'm plugging you. <laughs> well, um. <laughs> I think I think what we're coming down to is our final questions that we always love to ask. Um, so, is this, and by this I mean both the 1961 and or the 1996 movie, are these dad movies? Mike? I think so. I think they're, well, I'm not really sure. I don't know, like, it's weirdly, it's weird to me how much i remember of the old one um because i like i said i haven't thought about it in 20 years and when i saw it, i was like this is a good time i haven't i didn't watch it with my kids i haven't seen it with them yet um i probably will put it on one night but it's not going to be like watching the sword and stone it's not going to be like like that when it comes to these like childhood movies it's not i'm not going to feel the same attachment that i have to I mean, even Mary Poppins or something sure, like sure. that, where it's like, this is, this is something that I watched all the time and I remember it to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be like, this is something I apparently watched all the time and probably a good portion of how I view the world is built out of this. Um, and I forgot that's, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> um, so sure. I think it's kind of a maybe for the, for the 61 and also for the 96, I don't really feel like 
oh, I need to show this to my kids. Yeah. Um, but you know, when the time comes, I'll have fun watching it with them. Sure. But that's, so I, I guess it's a firm, eh, I guess not for me. What do you think, Jesse? For, for both? For both. For both. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So for the original, it's, it's definitely a dad movie for me. Like we've already really enjoyed it. Um, and it's basically, yeah, I don't think it would be, well, it already isn't like one of those movies. I'm like super stoked to watch with my kids and like need to show them or something. It's just a movie that I can sit down casually and enjoy with my kids and we will just both solidly enjoy it. And I think there, there's some good morals in there. I mean, it's just, it's nice to watch a movie about parents that care about their kids that clearly illustrate that they will do whatever it takes to bring their kids home. Um, I like that's super, that's something to really bond over uh, between us. And then like, Oh, hey, uh, another I... thing that I guess we didn't really talk about, but there's, you know, that one scene with uh, when the puppies are being born and they keep on shouting the number, it goes up and up and up and hits 15. And then the maid comes in all sad and she says, it, it's 14. Uh, we lost one. And then they, uh, she hands the puppy to Roger and then Roger revives it. And then uh, it comes back to life. And they're so sad for that moment where they, this puppy that they didn't even know was alive, like it was alive for a little bit and then, and then isn't anymore. And they're just so sad about it. And that is, that's an emotion that I have for my kids that I, it's so hard to express. Um, so it's nice to find that in a movie somewhere where like, yeah, I care happy about- when it, when it comes back to life. Yeah. They're so 15! happy. 15. Yeah, exactly. Like- <laughs> the joy. Um, and I, I understand those emotions perfectly as a, as a father. And like I said, I just can't communicate this to my kids enough. I don't think I can do that in words. So to illustrate it in the movie form, um, it's, it's really nice to have that. So that way I can say like that, that is how I love you right there. Um, so for that reason, and for just the enjoyableness of it, I say that's a dad movie. And then for the 96 one, I I think it's already going to be a, clear no for me uh like i just i just don't enjoy it um but personally it it did get me thinking i'm now really excited to show my kids like home alone because home alone is has a very similar storyline right um yes almost the same characters so it actually made me think of like a bunch of other 90s movies that i actually want to show my kids so at least it was exciting in that regard but anyway how about you Vito? dad movie well, Mike, did you did you have a, something you want to jump in with? Well, I mean, I think uh, I, I guess I, I wanted to say one thing that we didn't talk about yet that I, I really want to talk about with with both of you guys is one of the major differences between the two movies. Um, you know, well, I guess one is animated and the other is live action. So that's that's a pretty big one. But um, the other really big one was um, the impact of the dog parents in it. Um, yeah. in the old one. I mean, they're they're talking. All the animals talk in the animated version, and I think we all kind of prefer a live action film that that doesn't have animals talking. For sure. Um, so that makes sense. But they're a lot less involved. They don't go through as much to get to the no, they don't. to get to their puppies as they do in the old one. Like in in the in the one from nineteen sixty one, they're like almost dead. 
Yeah. Um, they're going through a blizzard to go and find Swimming across puppies. like a half frozen river. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. And they're working together, which is what you were talking about, Jesse, how beautiful, or I guess how, how impactful beautiful and beautiful their relationship. Yeah. I just say it too much. Um, their, their, their relationship is and how they're working together to fight for this thing that they care about more than anything else in the world. And then how everyone, all of these people who they don't know comes together to help them to get their kids back. Yeah. Uh, that's so much more what's going on in the, in the original one, the animated version. Yeah. And what's going on in the, in the 96 one. Absolutely. So I think I'm actually going to switch my vote to say okay. 61 is, it is a, in my mind, a dad movie as well, because it, you're right. It's, it's dealing with these themes. It's doing it in the way that I think is, is really well done. Um, and, uh, yeah, you changed my mind, cool. Jesse. Nice. I like it. Well, as, as always, I find myself on the outs. I just happen to like more movies than you guys do. I mean, sue me. Um, as for dad movies, though, I mean, I, I will enjoy watching the live action with my daughter. Um, it's a lot more violent um, and dark and a little bit twisted. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it, it, there's almost times where you're, you're kind of wondering, like, did Tim Burton direct this? Like, <laughs> why is there so much black and white yeah. costuming? And what are these Ooh. weird side sculptures? Um, yeah. But it that was, it was just better, I think. I I don't I think it would have been a lot more into puppy murder. <laughs> I think there would have been a lot like in more near death. They might scenes. have gone through like ten of them. Yeah, like like there might have been you know nine ninety one Dalmatians. Ninety one Dalmatians. There we go. Uh, ten billion and trillion one Dalmatians. Exactly. <laughs> Only um, no, I nine hundred and ninety nine ninety nine 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 nine. But whatever, how many? However many. That that's a lot more like my sensibilities when I was growing up. Though is a lot more than yeah. sort of gothic kind of macabre um, kind of thing, just because I watched a lot of Tim Burton um, and all the animation from that time. So I, I really do gravitate towards that. Um, I do want her to see this powerhouse uh, kind of role from a really wonderful actress that uh, still has not really gotten her due, I think, in the mainstream. Um, Glenn Close is not really someone that you think of um, for someone that's been in so many incredible movies. Uh, so for me... I would say that this is a movie I can't wait to watch with my daughter. Um, I would call it a dad movie in the same way that I call Spider-Man three, a dad movie. Um, that's just me. But then I also agree with the original animated 101 Dalmatians. And I would also like to add that in that one, there is a very uh, strong undercurrent of um, themes of extended family themes of adoption that uh, are very close to my heart as well. And I loved seeing them treated with such sensitivity at, you know, so long ago, um, this idea of inclusion and, um, you know, welcoming in who anyone that needs a home into your home and just making it work. Yeah. I, I thought it was very touching and, uh, and really beautiful. And so I already, like I said, I already did watch it with my daughter. She already does love it. Um, and I, I'm, I'll be quite happy when I walk in, walk into a room and I find that she's watching it again. You know, I'll never turn that off. Um, well, unless it's time for bed, in which case yeah. I'm turning it off. It doesn't matter what scene. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single scene. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's bedtime, man. It's bedtime. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm on board. I'm, I'm putting both of these up for me. Both these things are dad movies. I'm happy they're both up there. One is a relic of my childhood. Um, and one is, I think, an enduring all-time classic. And just, just to clarify, the all-time classic is the animated one. Oh. 
Yeah, there you go. You, you both didn't ask for it, and you both didn't deserve it either. Jerks. <laughs> what a happy ending. Um, We're all I'm so much nicer agreement. to you guys than you are to me. Oh, my gosh. We're all kind of in agreement. <laughs> this is weird. I don't know what to do with this. You could just continue it and not just be a contrarian. Um, <laughs> I but, mean, uh, I, I, will, I will say with the with the new one, like for as much as I didn't enjoy it, I do remember enjoying it as a kid. I thought it was funny then. I remember my parents not liking it at the time. Me going, well, I wonder why that is. And now that I'm an adult, I I totally get it. But I also think that maybe if I had watched it a hundred times as a kid, I'd probably be enjoying it here now too. But I just don't have the same nostalgic connect. I think that's what it really yeah. comes down to. Yeah, that makes sense. That's fine. Um, so we're also going to all say that uh, we're all going to show at least the animated one to our kids for sure. And then the live action one is like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's for you too. We'll probably see it someday. It'll be fun. Um, so uh, another question then, since we've answered all the last, the final question that we have, barring any sort of other things you guys want to bring up, is uh, is is when? I mean, so Jesse and I have already showed our kids this movie. Uh, Mike, when when's the day? I think in a year or two. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like I've shared before, my daughter, my older daughter, is pretty sensitive, and puppy murder is something that I think that she would get immediately like that's what's going on here they're going to kill and skin the puppies uh, um and i think that might be a little too much for her my second daughter wouldn't care um she's like oh yeah. fun this is a good time there's there's dogs um dogs like like, like my daughter's yeah. review, right like yeah. puppies and then more yeah. puppies <laughs> yeah exactly i'm gonna wait a little bit probably miss the window if we had seen it when she was like a year or two younger um it would have been like a classic that we could put on all the time the 96 one um it's pretty dark yeah i mean even, even i didn't and i'm really liberal with this stuff even <laughs> i was like i'm gonna watch this by myself like, <laughs> yeah yeah well the when skinner comes and he's gonna like kill lucky yes like that's dude that's like horror film right there yeah that's scary he's got knives you don't know what's gonna happen stuff. yeah and then it gets funny and slapstick again um yeah i don't know nine or ten what about you yeah. Jesse? um man mike you're <sighs> Or Naomi is way too smart for her age. I think that's what it comes down to. Because yeah, if probably. I was her age She's and I saw the, books and when I saw <laughs> too much, yeah, way too much books. Um, too, too much, much of the books. Uh, when I was, too much book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was younger, like I and they said, uh, uh, I'll pop them off and you do the skinning. I didn't really realize what that means. It it wasn't until like the the twentieth time I had seen it already that it's like, huh? Hey, wait, what does that mean? Why, why is this a thing? <laughs> I did. My brothers explained it to me. Oh, they're talking about killing the puppies and then taking their skin off. <laughs> uh, um, and by that time, I'd already seen it enough where I was just like, oh, I didn't realize that was happening. But I know there's a happy ending, so I can keep watching. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I almost think you're kind of right. It's almost like you should have, you should have showed it to her way before she understood what that was. So that yeah. way that would have the same effect. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the same sort of thing we were talking about with the Lion King, right? It's yeah. Like, yeah. You know, my daughter just happens to be at the, at the sort of age where while this scene of Mufasa's death is, is upsetting, it's, it's kind of fine. Yeah, because yeah, that scene impacts her just as much as any other scene would. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, the movie is, is equal to her. There's no real peaks and valleys 
what's about what's happening. Yeah. And as she gets older, those peaks and valleys will get bigger and bigger as her understanding of the world grows. And so you sort of either get in early to where these things are very familiar um, and uncomfortable in a way, or you have to wait. Like what you're yeah. saying, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to traumatize your kid, but you want to wait until there's a, an appropriate sort of understanding. Yeah. 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 And she can, like, I think that there's sort of a, a I don't know. I mean, this is, this is my daughter. There's kind of a flow in terms of like what, uh, of her sensibilities, the things that are, I think are going to impact her a lot and, and not. And I think, I, I think there will be that here. Um, I'm, I'm seeing her kind of being more okay with, with some, I don't know, thematic elements, I guess, uh, right now than she was three months ago. Kids are weird. Yeah. They go through all sorts of stuff, man. Yeah. They change yeah. very quickly and very slowly at the same time. Yeah. Well, I think those, I think those are good notes. Um, and, uh, also, uh, coming up next, our next episode will actually be kind of an aftermath sort of wrap up about our thoughts about Disney and our approaches, um, to showing these to our kids and just sort of what we think about them in general. Um, but I think that that pretty much will do it for us here for 100, 101 Dalmatians. Does anyone have any closing thoughts? You know, the only thing that I'll say is that, um, or, or I'll ask, which of Jeff Daniels' two family-friendly, animal-based movies did you enjoy more from 1996? Is this Fly a, is Away this... Home or 101 Dalmatians? Is this a question about now or a question about when we saw them. Whenever. Jesse, whenever you, you want to add. I am looking up Flyaway Home right now to figure <laughs> out what I'm... Oh, that's, I... that's one with a parrot? Is it a parrot? I don't think it's a parrot. No, there's no parrot, but what? I want to find out what that is. It's, it's a yeah, duck, we... right? No, they're, they're, they're Canadian geese. It's a geese. They're Canadian oh, geese, and they have to fly geese. them home. Oh. It's amazing. So they, so, like... so they got to take the gooses. No, no, there's several them. geese. They lose their, their parent. They lose their their mom it's their mom yeah. no it's like this whole thing like uh, but like her mom is dead her mom's dead and yeah. her dad kind of has like a slacker vibe but he's actually this cool engineer person yeah yeah so she's right. like building her oh. relationship with her dad through him being like a dad to and a mom and her being like a mom to the canadian geese yeah the goose and there's like there's a song in it that's like i, I do don't remember, remember it but i remember it was like was very it like emotional. sarah mclaughlin I think it, it was definitely that vibe. Yeah. It was my sister's favorite movie for like 10 years. And so okay. we watched it almost the, every day. I remember this one now because he builds the glider and then yes. flies yes. them. Yes. And doesn't one goose die or something like that? Oh, I might have blocked that Maybe out. I'm wrong. Childhood maybe, trauma, man. Maybe, maybe I'm inserting that. I'm assuming it's why. 90s Disney, so there's <laughs> definitely death. I, I think it might have been DreamWorks or something. Oh, okay. But yeah, there was probably... Uh, I, I would say I enjoyed 101 Dalmatians more, but um, Fly Away Home is a much better movie. I, I don't know that. Um, it, it's a much better movie. Uh, I, yeah, sure. It's Anna honestly, pa Paquin. That's right. It's yeah, Anna Paquin. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, I I remember watching both of these when they came out, and I enjoyed 101 Dalmatians more. Yeah, I, I just it think it's amazing this. that he was in two family-friendly, <laughs> animal-based films in one, one year. That's That's pretty wonderful. Way to go. Good for Jeff, Jeff. Daniels. Peak Jeff Daniels. You don't need accolades peak from Jeff me. Daniels, yeah. I don't know about. I don't know about peak. I don't know about peak. <laughs> it was all downhill from from flyaway home. Fly, <laughs> like a, you know, like a glider. <laughs> like a glider. It was all downhill from flyaway home. There we go. You must be very proud of yourself. I'm. 
any well, here, any here, goes here at Nacho down Files, the hill. We are always proud of ourselves for all of our terrible <laughs> oh, yes. jokes that should never be said. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was a great podcast on a Googleplex and one Dalmatians, guys. It's my favorite. <laughs> Bezos and a Googleplex and one Bezos. Del Bezos's. <laughs> and with that, we'll leave you tonight. Uh, I'm Vito. I'm Mike. <laughs> he doesn't have COVID. He's he's just joking. <laughs> Squeak it out. I'm just here. <laughs> yes good night hey everyone this is mike from not your father's movies thank you so much for listening if you've got any questions on tonight's episode thoughts on movies that should or should not be in the dad canon and most importantly things Vito got wrong we'd literally love to hear from you shoot us an email with anything you got at not your father's movies at gmails.com that's not your father's movies at gmail.com and if that's not enough for you and you want more ways to listen to us reach us share us and support us check out our website at nyfm.podbean.com that's nyfm.podbean.com shout out to max agros for our sick theme music thank you max and thank you all again for listening to us have a great night 